You're listening to the Great Synth 68 Podcast, the dedicated Birmingham City women's audio show bringing you the latest news and interviews from the club. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 72 of the Great Synth 68 Podcast, the dedicated weekly women's football podcast about all things Birmingham City. I'm joined this week by Chris and Kaz. How have you both been? Yeah, I've been great, thanks, mate. How have you been yourself? Good, thanks. How about you, Chris? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Yeah, not too bad. Glad to hear it. We'll begin this week by looking back at the weekend's action and Birmingham City's 6-0 defeat to league leaders Chelsea. Blues were without captain Keris Harrop, as well as Sarah Mayling, Brianna Vasali, and Rachel Williams for this one. Lucy Staniforth returned to the starting eleven after missing the Brighton game through injury. Against a team full of internationals, this wasn't ideal to have such an injury list, and so it proved. Jiso Yun opened the scoring after just two minutes on the clock, bending in a free kick from the edge of the area. I believe you said at the time, Chris, you thought the free kick decision had been a little soft. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's putting it mildly. Yeah, I mean, I think if I remember rightly, the the, the play is is coming away from goal, and Chloe Arthur's just. I think it was Chloe Arthur just tracking her runner, really. Um, I don't think the player went to ground at all, but um, the referee was was very quick to give the free kick. But um, from that position, G is deadly from that range. And and she got it up and over the wall with the the technical expertise that we've come to expect of her, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. Someone of that quality, you can't give her that opportunity. But as you say, it, it just happens. The refs give her uh, the chance to take it and just put it in the back of the net. Um, for a good 25 to 30 minutes after the goal, I thought Blues looked pretty great. Abby Grant and Claudia Walker were getting the best of Maren Mielda and Yona Anderson. And you don't get to say that very often. I remember one in particular where Grant absolutely roasts Mielda down the near touchline. Kaz, we know you're a big fan of Grant, so you must have been thrilled to see her having a solid first half against a team like Chelsea. Yeah, I, I, w- I was very impressed with Abby um, and Claudia as well. I thought it was Claudia's best game for the club since joining. I think if Abby can do that to like top internationals, I think we've got more to come from her, especially against the likes of teams like Bristol and uh, Liverpool as well. Yeah, absolutely. And Chris, uh, as Kaz pointed out, Claudia, I, I agree with Kaz. Uh, Claudia uh, had one of her best possible games in a blue shirt on Sunday. She looked up for this one and was bombing down the wing and had that stinging effort in the second half too. Yeah, like uh, you mentioned that that one in the second half. I think you know, there's you know, she definitely caused the. Uh, she was the most likely to look, look who looked like scoring. Um, yeah, I think she had a shot which she. Put, uh, just wide of the post in the first half as well, and obviously that one in the second, which which uh, Burgers had to tip over. So um, yeah, but I, I I think Grant and Walker were were, were pretty impressive, um, as you say, against two two international players. Obviously, Mielda not renowned for playing right back, but even so, um, you know, a, a very very good player. Um, yeah, so so for the both of them to to cause those problems, I think was was impressive. Um, but you you always felt that you were 
it was always like you were just waiting for Chelsea to to click into gear a little bit. Um, you know, really, we needed to we needed to score while we were having that period of not not dominance, but um, you know, decent football in in the first twenty five minutes, really. Yeah, absolutely. I was a bit critical about the way we played last week against Brighton. We were too negative and sloppy when in possession. But credit to Marta this week as they look to play the ball over the top of the front line to chase onto. Chloe Arthur and Lucy Staniforth played some great balls over the top for the likes of Grant to chase down, I thought. What did you think of their performances, Chris, particularly in the first half? Um, they were better. They were, they, were, they were better than they were against Brighton. Obviously, Staniforth didn't play against Brighton, but Chloe Arthur did. And obviously, Chloe Arthur you know, played, played right back at Brighton. So, you know, and, and we said after that how how much of a, a an iffy decision that was, if you like, and how we wanted her to play midfield, <clears throat> and that, that that was the reason why based on Saturday because when she picks up the ball in midfield, she can find the the, the front players. She has the ability to to pick out a pass. Um, so I thought they did okay. Yeah, you know, like you say, considering the opposition they were up against. Um, we, for 25 minutes to half an hour, we, we we did look like we were we were on a par with them, um, you know, and and that was that was a big help, to, especially for the for the midfielders who were getting involved. Millie Bright, somewhat against the run of play, then added a second, running unmarked from her own half to get on the end of a Chelsea move. It's a strong run, Kaz, and despite not performing recently for for England, Bright looks to be finding her form at club level. Oh yeah, you can't like knock Millie for anything. I think um, Millie's probably one of the best centre backs in the country. Crack and goal. I quite like Millie. Claudia then had an effort go wide minutes later, as Chris pointed out, for the home side. But despite Chris's plea for Blues to hold on till half time, Chelsea got another. Bright once again involved her long pass taken down brilliantly by Beth England, who finished with confidence 3 0 at the break. Just as we saw in the first half, the plans went out the window soon into the second half. Drew Spence firing in Chelsea's fourth minutes after the restart. Claudia then stung Berger's gloves with a decent effort minutes later before Spence headed in a second of the game. Lucy Stan had finally had enough at this point and went on a great solo run and forced a save from Berger. England then wrapped up the victory with a second of the game despite suspicions of offside. 6-0 the final score and it was Blues' heaviest defeat in the WSL era. Uh, with a, the recap done, let's talk about the game in more general terms now. Despite the scoreline, I thought we did well in patches. Lily Simpkin at right back was superb, especially for someone who is just 16 and is playing against a team like Chelsea. I spoke to Lily following the game and here is that interview. I'm joined by Lily Simpkin after Birmingham City's defeat to Chelsea. This season you've got more first team action and you've got in the last you made your debut last week and you played again today. Just uh, what does it feel like to be playing for the first team for Birmingham City? It's just it feels amazing cuz obviously we've grown up in the club. It's not the result we wanted today. Good to get some more minutes, but we'll move on to next week because the results are what we need at the moment. And at just uh, such a young age at the moment, it's competing against international players at such a young age. And, and for periods of the game, you're, you're matching them. Did, did that feel good to know that you can play at that level, even if it's not quite there uh, for the full 90 minutes at the moment? 
Yeah, I mean, the WSL is like one of the top leagues in the world at the moment and the players are at a top quality and playing against them is only going to make me better. So today was a really good opportunity to learn. We made some mistakes, but we learn from them and we move on for more minutes. Obviously, Karis Harrop is out injured at the moment. What sort of job does um, Harriet Scott do? Obviously, she's one of the most experienced defenders in the in the back four with you. What, do, what does she do to help you throughout the game to maintain good levels of concentration? Uh, Harriet Scott's amazing. She's helped me so much through training. Like I've been training like all through the season, and she's the one that's always helped me. She was t- talking to me non-stop then in the game, and it just, it's just really helpful to have someone in your ear building you through the game. And obviously, last week, you came on for um, Freya Gregory, someone you've also played obviously at the academy level what does it feel like to both be in the in the same first team setup at the same time and just being next to experience such um um, occasions like that um together i mean i've known freya like for quite a while now and we're good friends we live local so to be on the pitch together doing our like our dream at first team it's amazing but we just need to move on and get the result next week chris what did you think of lily's performance on sunday huge potential and despite her age i thought she fits right into this blue side yeah, I think the the credit, the the biggest credit I can pay to Lily is that um, you know she didn't look like a a young kid just out the academy. You know, up against arguably the toughest opposition we'll play this season. Um, she, you know, she held her own at that right back position. Um, positionally, a couple of times, um, you know, occasionally out of position, um, but that's going to come with experience. Um, you know, as you say, her, her full debut that was against against the league leaders and and would be champions. Um, so it's a pretty daunting task, but actually, um, you know, I, I thought she, you know, she, she would put in a, a more than commendable performance. Um, and it, it, you know, if she carries on like that, she'll only get better. Absolutely. Without Keris in the side, we had a makeshift back line, which already was experimental with Beck still learning a new position as a centre-back. You've got a 16-year-old at right-back, a full-back playing at centre-back, a midfielder playing at centre-back, and then a full-back in a natural position on the left-hand side. It's not ideal, Kaz, and yet I don't think any of them made any big errors on Sunday. It was just a ruthless display from Chelsea in front of goal. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there, Craig. Um, When you look at the makeshift back four we have got. I think we we all said last week like I said, what did I say four nil? So I wasn't too far off, and that's I thought that was with Kez and then back. So losing six nil to probably the best side in the WSL. I don't think you can take anything out of the girls because they were doing the best, and that's all they can do is as long as they're doing the best. I don't think us fans can ask for any more. No, that's absolutely fair. And let's be real. And regardless of the circumstances that the players left in the summer, the club have failed to replace them. No matter what you think of Marta as a manager, she has been positioned as a scapegoat for if Blues go down. She's been given limited resources to work with and simply not enough numbers to get through an entire season where injuries are inevitable. Kaz, you first. Do you think the club needs to do more to back Marta and the players? I think the club definitely need to do more to back the players. I think if the results carry on the way they're going, I think it's going to be hard for Marta to get the fans back. I think a few fans now have had enough and want her out. But I can't see the board giving the club any money. Being personally, like I said, we've got 70 grand for Emma Follis. We haven't seen a penny of that. 
we've lost the big wage bills of Ellen White and um, Aoife Mannion. So if that's the case, where's this money going to and why isn't he going to be putting money into the club? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Chris, you are a person who's blues through and through, but even you must admit that the club need to do more to support this team. If you're relying on a 16-year-old in Freya Gregory, no no offence to her because she did did all right when she came on, but when you're relying on someone who's just 16 to change a top-flight game when you're 6-0 down, then something must be really wrong. Yeah, the, we've been left woefully short of numbers. That's absolutely, you know, there's no question of that whatsoever. You, nobody can deny that. Um, uh, and and that, is at the, that is at the hands of the club. Um, you know, whether they were, whether they were naive enough in the summer to, to not realise how many players would be leaving, um, I don't know. Perhaps that's perhaps that was their their biggest fault, really. That, that they had no idea of the of the mood of the squad going going into the second half of last season. Um, but they have we have been left woefully short, hundred um, percent. But and, and I think. You know, Kaz has got a good point. I think a few people already have given up on on the manager, and I don't see it. I don't see it getting any better because she, she's not helping herself. She's not helping herself. Um, you know, there's there, there's things happening in and around the club that you know you just you shake your head at in, in disbelief at times, and it you know it feels a little bit toxic. It feels like there's absolutely zero connection between anybody at the club anymore um the that that tweet that was put out uh just after the game that the Staniforth tweet I'm not sure what that was all about um that was ridiculous that tweet yeah but and there's been no you know there's been no explanation there's been no or this was put out you know accidentally this was put out in error apologies for this um you know the game against Tottenham was has been postponed and and rearranged with four uh, six days notice you know and i mean it's the the lack of communication between between people is astonishing at times um you know and that that, that includes you know the the owners that includes the the social media team it includes everyone um but and it's the fans that are paying unfortunately at the moment because Ultimately, we know that you know that the players, the players that are there, they'll probably get another club. We can, we can't get another club, so yeah, it's a it's it's a tough time. And as you say, the club continue to not really communicate things. Obviously, I don't know if the club have formally announced that uh, Chrissy Tokilson has left the club. But no, they, well, they haven't. No, no. And then you've but got she uh, has. Yeah, yeah, she has. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got. Um, I think it's uh, McCuskey's coming as goalkeeping coach. They haven't announced that, and I found that only out by uh, looking at the Wolves, um, f- one of the Wolves uh, fans' Twitter account, based on that they knew he was leaving Wolves to go to Birmingham City. So it's one of those where the club just need to be honest, and um, if something's happening, let us know because we're not blind to the truth, and it'll come out in the wash, as they say. And not only that as well, half of the players didn't even know the game had been postponed on Sunday yeah, well, that's, against that's, Tottenham. Yeah. 
So you had like a few players coming up to us at the end of the game saying, I'll oh, see you Sunday. And then a few players coming up to us and saying, oh, by the way, it's being postponed. But, you know, we don't know when it's getting played. I'm not being funny, right? If Birmingham City men can play on St Andrews pitch on the Saturday, Coventry are playing on the, the same pitch on the Sunday, what is the difference? Surely the Blues are still play, paying for that pitch. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was going to come on to this in a little bit, but Chris, um, I'm no expert with groundskeeping, but if Moors don't play till the Monday evening, why do, why can't we play the day before? It, I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure if it's if it's you know the the ground that's that's the major issue. Um, obviously, it's FA Cup. It's being televised. Um, so, so you know, we're, we're, I'm not. I'm not sure it's the pitch that might that they've got the big issue with. I think it's probably the you know everything else surrounding it. You know, the the advertising, the the, the catering, every, you know, sponsorship, every, everything else. Um, you know that, that they'll need to sort out before. You know, pro- probably they'll start doing that on Saturday. Um, so I, I think that's probably the, the the main the main issue that we've got with it. But it, like has said, it's you know half the squad knew half the squad had no idea that it was being cancelled. You know, and, and there's a game six days six days later, and they don't know about it. You know, it, it, it's professional. It's the professionalism, and and every every passing week goes by, and the one person that we were angry with in in the summer for leaving, when when they left was Ellen White because she said about the lack of professionalism at the club. She mentioned that in her interview with Man City. Every passing week goes by, and she looks more and more right every week, and that that's the sad thing because it's that this isn't the club that we knew. You know. We, we we accept that we're not as good as Chelsea. We accept we accept we're not we haven't got the players that Arsenal have got. But we we give it we give ev- everyone's together. We give it our all, and and we're a match for anybody. And uh, that 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 element of it is is disappearing very very fast. Um, there's no leadership from top to bottom, and and obviously Martin's a big part a big part of that of that problem um if, if it was me i i think we should it, it would be wise to get rid um sooner rather than later uh, no slight on her coaching ability whatsoever she might be the greatest coach that the wsl has has ever had the pleasure of having but it is not working um and i think it's past the point of no return where where there there is a chance of it working, I don't think there there is ever a chance of it working. And on that note, uh, before we um, move on to previewing the Spurs game, uh, here is manager Marta Tejador with the final word on the Chelsea game. Not a result you wanted today. Just give us your thoughts. They were better, but I think the result is too much compared to the performance we saw on the field. I think they were very very. Um, effective and in the first half I think the stats said like they got four shoots on target and they got three goals and yeah from that it was difficult to to manage the game but I don't think we deserve such a big uh, score against us. How do you now go forward because obviously you've got uh, a few injuries at the moment how are Mm. the the girls that, that had those problems? Hopefully they get better and they at least some of them will uh, get recovered on time. 
from that what we need to do is to to learn from the obstacles you can do two things go backwards and don't don't look at them or try to jump them from this situation you can just think that it's not fair and 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 just uh, be in a bad mood or be clear enough and smart smart enough to review and to get whatever we can learn from this to help us keep getting better and better and I hope this is the the attitude that we'll get. Marta, um, Emma Hayes last week said, was asked a question in a media briefing that are the top three clubs pulling away and she said the top clubs pull the other clubs up. I just wondered what your view on that was. Do the top clubs help the teams that are below them or is there too much of a gap? I think right now there's a big gap and I wasn't expecting it at the beginning of the league. I thought the league would be much, much more tight. But uh, after playing Man City and, and Chelsea, I think there's a huge difference. But their level will make us try to be better and better. So I agree with them that they pull us higher. What can we do to try and help close that gap? What, can, what, can be, what help can you be given to help close that gap to those top three? Well, in, in our specific situation, this club, I think we need to recruit some players because uh, we have a short squad. And um, I don't know if we can get some other help from outside. It's, uh, I, I think we need to keep working and improving and adding numbers and quality to the, to the squad. Um, keep working, keep going on. Considering how, um, the difficulty we had against Brighton last week, I thought the team put a much better performance in this week, especially after the first goal. It was an early goal, but we, we rallied well. And I thought for periods of the game, we matched Chelsea quite well. Um, what did you do work over the week to um, build on last week's performance to make it much better this week? Well, we always try to learn from our mistakes and review what we've done and try to be better every single day. For me, sometimes, especially when you don't have the ball, it's a question of attitude as well, because you cannot ask a player to be more talented than what she is, but you can ask her to be more organized or disciplined or hard worker. So I think against Brighton, we were surprised after the penalty kick because we weren't, we weren't playing bad before that. But then the penalty kick like switched us and we, were, we weren't able to re get the, the, the control of the game and from that today we said let's try whatever happens we need to be stronger and as, uh, as a team and we consider pretty early goal but anyways we keep working on so this some some small details that we've been doing better but um, Chelsea is far away from us <laughs> You played Connie Schofield as a striker today, as the, the focal point. There's something she's not used to. She played quite well, I thought, to hold the ball up well. And she brought Abby Grant and Claudia Walker probably had one of their best games in a long time on the wings as well. Yeah. Um, what, what was the, the thinking of that? You thought Connie would be a good um, fit for that position? She proved to, proved to be the case. Well, in fact, we are having some injuries. <laughs> and we, are, we don't have the freedom sometimes to put... Uh, the player that we would like in the position that we would like. We have to manage the options that we have. And from those options, we thought Connie would be the best one in front. We were expecting uh, a lot of uh, defensive work, a lot of um, pressing work, and she's quite 
good on that. She's, she's a hard worker player. Um, Chelsea were very ruthless today that when they had the chances they took them. But defensively, I thought we were we played reasonably well. And for someone like Lily Simpkin, who's 16, to come in at right back, I thought she didn't look out of place and she looked quite good for someone who's not had much first team experience today. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. And uh, yeah, for me, she was one of the best ones considering her possibilities and her, her situation and for me she was also brave which is good so she was trying to make it notice that she was there and asking for the ball and for such a young player this is something outstanding for me. And finally I'm looking ahead to Spurs next week it's obviously going to be another tough game but as a, as a team that's just got promoted do you think we've got a, a chance that we could surprise them next week and with players possibly back we could get something from that game? Hopefully. I think as, as we are such a reduced squad, it, it makes a big difference having three players in or out. So, for example, if we could um, recover Rachel on time, she's a player that can make a huge difference in a game. So hopefully we can have those players back and show up a, a best performance. We now turn our attention to our next game and that will be at home to Tottenham Hotspur. The game will now take place on Wednesday the 4th of December after the club were forced to change the date due to a scheduling conflict that we touched on with Solihull Moors. Um, the change now means Blues will have four games in the space of 11 days facing Spurs followed by a trip to Bristol City and then two home matches against Manchester United. For such a depleted squad, Kaz, any injuries there? And we might not have enough players to fill our fixtures before the winter break. <laughs> oh, I definitely agree. Like you've seen Abby come off at her, uh, during the game and she's taken a knock. So if you haven't got Kez, you haven't got Sarah, uh, say you haven't got Rach and say Abby's now out. That's, do you know what I mean? It's, it's not getting any better. And I don't understand what the owners expect the club or the players to do about it with no players to to have like to put out because it's only going to get worse during this period. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm not sure if it, this is true, Chris, but with such young players in our first team at the moment, surely they have to have time between games to recover more so than maybe the senior players do. And maybe that's will make us even more hamstrung for selection choices over the next few weeks or so. Yeah, I'm not sure on the regulations of uh, of, of obviously, you know, players who are who are under 18. Um, not all of them are on professional contracts either, are they? I don't think Gregory or Simkin are on professional contracts. I'm, you know, happy to be proved wrong, but I'm, I'm not sure I, I remember those two getting professional contracts, but um yeah again we you know we, we it goes back to the we are woeth, woefully short um on, on numbers Brianna was out you know I think did the Twitter account say an illness with, with a virus yeah, right, or something yeah. so mm. you know you, you'd like to think that she'd be back um for for the Spurs game and and those 11 games um Rachel Williams didn't come off that was on the bench, but didn't come on against Chelsea, which hopefully means that she'll be available. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, those two games now are, 
are absolutely absolutely crucial. And if 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 there's a message you could send out to the players, it's that you've got whatever you think of the situation, whatever you think of of the of the coach, of the manager, anything about the club. If you've got any anything towards the supporters that are left, um, the next two games are, are absolutely enormous, and you know we cannot cannot emphasise that enough. If you pick up two wins against Spurs and Bristol, which if Lucy Staniforth, Rachel Williams, Sarah Malin, Brianna Vasali are back, I think I believe we're capable of beating both of those sides. Um, if you beat both of those, then we give ourselves a fighting chance. If we come away with a point or less, then there's a very strong chance we're kissing goodbye to, to the WSL. Yeah, it's going to be um, crucial this next few weeks. Spurs' visit to Damson Park will see the return of Blues, former Blues midfielders Lucy Quinn, Coral Haynes and Chloe Peplow. Also former keeper Becky Spencer. Quinn scored what proved to be just a consolation goal for Spurs last weekend in their 3-1 defeat to Everton. Spurs are a team that took the Blues uh, blueprint, really, and had a dual head coach set up with Karen Hills and Juan Amaros overseeing the team, similar to how David Parker and Marcus Bignut did back in the day for Birmingham. What do you think of this kind of management, Kaz? Is it hard to get right, but when it works, it works well? Uh, yeah, I definitely think um, they've got the right balance I think at Tottenham um, I've listened to where like the, the I don't know her name, sorry so I apologise for that. Um, Hills? What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, like when you listen to both of them do the interviews it's very professional it's like they're on the same wavelength as well uh, so but if it goes wrong it's like it's it's wrong, isn't it? It's like a bit like our situation at the minute, and we've only got one manager. Yeah, Chris, we've seen in the men's game as well. I think it was the Cowley brothers who did quite well as a as a duo. But it, it, in in this instance, it's hard for in in terms of wages as well. You have to pay two head coaches. But uh, as you, as as Kaz pointed out, it, it's 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 a delicate balance between getting it right and wrong. Yeah, I, I'm not going to feel sorry for Tottenham in having to spend wages. Um, but you're right. I think, you know, there needs to be the an element of trust. There needs to be an element that, um, you know, neither one is bigger than the other. You, you're both in it together. Um, you know, which which seems to be the case with Spurs. Obviously, they're, they're trying to build the professionalism um, all around the club. Obviously, Heather Cohen went in there as general manager as well. So, um, there's quite a few Blues connections um, coming back to to to, to the Moors. Um, like I say, it, it, it's very simple. I think the next the, you know the next two games are absolutely crucial in terms of in terms of our our hopes of staying in the division. Um, and what whatever Spurs do is you know you, you can commend them for for what they've done since they've come up but this is about blues now and we have to focus on on what we can do to beat them next wednesday spurs have lost their last two league matches as have birmingham city the return of Gemma davison in is big positive for the visitors who return late on in their defeat to arsenal a couple of weeks back they seem to be a solid squad Kaz, who is their biggest threat do you think is it kit graham oh if it, I reckon Gemma Davison. Um, but yeah, 
kit is very good. Uh, I think if Quinn is on the pitch, I think she could be another threat as well. Um, but I think you've got to stop the midfield play, especially um, Chloe Peplow with them long long crosses that she can do. So I just hope our team score more goals than them. Yeah, that's the that's the aim at the end of the day, and hopefully that proves to be yeah. the case. Um, midweek games can be a tricky test for the travelling sides, so that could work out in our favour, Chris. What do you think? Do you think the the travelling will get to them, or is is it just they're used to it now as a as a team who's been playing semi professional and now professional in recent years? Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of uh, the majority of their squad uh, have WSL experience now, so that will you know that'll include traveling on, on weeknights to games, Conti Cup games that are on weeknights and things like that. So um I'm not I'm not sure if the traveling will be um a massive disadvantage. A professional outfit they can they can they can leave at whatever time they want. It's not like they've got to leave early from work to get to get to the coach or anything. So um no I, obviously, you know, us being at home you hope will will give us an advantage with our home fans and you know we we know the ground and and the surroundings and everything but um yeah i think you hope for any home advantage any type of advantage but um i don't i don't see their travelling being an issue for them no um, we'll move on to predictions then. Um, hopefully, I'm going to be one of the more optimistic this week. I've, I've, I'll start with this one. Um, I think it's going to be 1 0 to Birmingham City next Wednesday. Uh, Chris, how about you go next? I think we have to win it. We, have, we, we simply can't afford not to. I'm going to go 2 1 Blues. And finally, you, Kaz? I'm going to go 2 1 Blues, Abby Grant, to score the winner. What about you, Chris, if there's a tie break? Um, Harriet Scott. Good choice. Wow. Get in touch with us at GreatSin68 on Twitter to share your score predictions as well with us. And if you've enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. You can follow Chris at AWCAIB. On Twitter, you can follow Kaz at Team underscore Schroeder. You can follow me at Craig Hadley. And that was the Great Sense 68 podcast. To listen to future shows or listen back to our previous ones, go to iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or any other podcast platform you may use. And search for Great Sense 68 and subscribe today. Thanks for listening, and remember, keep right on!